said it, Coach. I think Cena's running on instinct alone right now. All out of gas, living off the fumes. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. Welcome to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, presented by Two Bit Sports. I'm here with uh, Nikki Gordo and Steve Fitz. How are the lads? Yeah, grand. Good. What's the crack? Gordo, you're... Gordo's back after a one-week suspension. Gordo, tell the people what you did. Um, yeah, um, a serious breach of contract, but thankfully HR were, were fairly lenient on me. Um, essentially, Article 2 of the contract does state that anytime any of us goes to KFC, we do have to inform the other members of the team in case any of them want anything. And um, in my negligence uh, on my way home from work the other day, I stopped by KFC and did not inform the other three fine gentlemen here in front of me, um, which obviously a, a serious breach of my contract, but uh, thankfully still have a job and yeah, I, I won't let it happen again. Strike one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you only get 17. Yeah. <laughs> ah, lads. Uh, Ziggler, speaking of uh, being brought back into the fold, Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, has a new big fancy deal, apparently. I don't know if it's been officially announced or anything, but it's been reported for a while. So he's going to be on pretty big money. Uh, he only essentially needs to be there for his match and is free to leave afterwards. He doesn't have to hang around or he doesn't have to show up for loads of production meetings. He can also do outside projects, so his stand-up comedy and all that sort of stuff. Uh, all if he'll do the job to mm-hmm. whoever they're trying to push. He does do that the best. That makes little sense to me. Mm. Why would you pay a man so much money just to be a bit part character that people can't relate to and that a win over has lost all relevance these days? Unless you're exactly. going to build him up. You have to build him up. You know, Make him a genuine competitor. Even do a Brock on him. You know, Have him be a part-time player. But when he's there, he is so hard to beat. You know, you need someone. You need to give him a reason to be relevant. And for the last 18 months, he's had no reason to be relevant. I gave him a pretty good one last week. Part of the writer revolution. Mm. But where would uh, would I find that? (laughs) (laughs) Plugs already. I mean, they just got in. They haven't even sat down and taken their coats off yet. (laughs) uh, Yes, you can find the... uh, uh, Stephen, where I, I booked it for... Uh, oh, I can't even speak, lads. We left them behind the scenes. Find it on YouTube. <laughs> find it on YouTube on the Two Sports channel. Good God. Dear listeners, I should uh, like to apologize for our fallen brother, Stephen, who has had a tough week at the office and uh, has fallen into many cans already. No. He, he wishes. I think wishes. that could kill me if I tried that. At the moment. <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure nothing could kill you right now because I'm pretty sure you are, in fact, Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to that. <laughs> so speaking of guys with overinflated egos, uh, Ric Flair. <laughs> Segways on point tonight. <laughs> he had a ruler wrapped around the back of his hand this week by WWE. I assume he still has some sort of a contract with them. Put up on his website um, a sexual consent form uh, stating... Has everyone seen this? The tagline was just "Be prepared you. for the future." Is it just me? I actually yeah. didn't hear about it. 
Really? Hold yeah. on. Now. I see. I thought you would have seen this, and I just wanted to see uh, what you thought of it. So it's called the Woo Compromise, and there's a picture <laughs> of Ric Flair. I, I'm not sure which promo it is, but um, we'll say late '70s, early '80s Ric Flair here. And uh, if I could read from the document, uh, by signing this compromise, both parties involved agreed to ride Space Mountain and engage in sexual relations on this night. <laughs> this contract adheres to guidelines of a formed consent, and both people, uh, sorry, and both people in the relationship must be present and not in an intoxicated state before signing. No party should be pressured or persuaded into something that they do not want to do, and if they reserve right to, and they reserve right to terminate the contract if need be. Contract has been signed and sealed, has the signed and sealed approval of the nature boy Ric Flair, who has taken many women for a ride on Space Mountain and has the utmost respect for women. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it wrong that I don't see a problem with this? Well, his his tweet was fun, uh, fun and responsibility go hand in hand. Get your autographed woo compromise for $50 and be ready for the future. Available on RicFlairShop.com. <laughs> Uh, I see no problem with this. It's for Valentine's Day. It was in the spirit of it, you know. Yeah. Billy Enzo Mori couldn't buy one. Oh. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Massively allegedly. Not the jokey allegedly, really allegedly. <laughs> but uh, but so I did it... actually, ironically, just while we're on that, I did hear that the charges might have been dropped this week. Oh, really? Yeah, there's uh, flutterings uh, across the internet, um, dark web that. It's all going to come out in the next week or so that its uh, charges dropped. So that would be a turn of yeah. events. Yeah, I, still, still not going back to the movie. Oh, that's God, the problem. Man. Yeah, I think yeah. No matter Bridges what happens, the, mm. there could be video proof of it not happening, and I think you know that he, he's not going to get away with it. Whatever. It's very sad, anyway. But uh, just while we're on that, actually, Rich Swan was released there yesterday by WWE by mutual consent, apparently. Yeah. Uh, speaking of consent, <laughs> I don't know how much consent was involved here. <laughs> but um, Ferris, this probably makes sense on his part because at the moment he's tainted. If he goes back and just onto the Indies for a year or two, it'll all blow it over. He can come back in. He'll be. Again. Yeah, I think this is as Nick said. This is just a, a case where WWE and Rich Swan. Will both be better off if he's not on a WWE product right now? Take a couple of years, he'll make absolute fortune on the Indies. Come back in, and he'll hit the ground running when he comes back in a year or two. They'll have to really get the story about how the charges need to get that out there. The charges were dropped; everything was fine. That he'll need, really need to push that agenda because it is, of course, a, a massive hot topic here at the moment. Mm. Don't don't want to bram himself, basically. No. Ooh, no, 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 no. You never go full bram. <laughs> uh, back to Flair actually because I skipped on to the Rich Swan thing uh, did you see that he named uh, who he thinks will be the, cur- the four the current four horse- horsemen of today's industry ooh, ooh. He, number got- one he, na- he named Ziggler in the Ric Flair role is it just because he looks a little like Flair <laughs> possibly <laughs> that's Charles Robinson too <laughs> <laughs> we also have um, Rollins the big dog and Randy Orton. But he hmm. said Randy Orton isn't fun anymore because he's married and has kids. <laughs> <laughs> was Randy Orton ever fun? <laughs> I'm sure he was. In Ric Flair's eyes, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Sure he liked an old pinting in the evening. Who else would you have in that? Surprise is no rude. Hmm. That's a strange one, yeah. Considering he's wearing the robe I- and everything, I mean that's half the battle. <laughs> Hello. Actually, no. Fuck it. I would put the revival in there. Fuck it. I figured the revival, revival yeah. should have been in there. That would have yeah. 
Made more sense than Rollins and Reigns, didn't it? Or the Good Brothers. Just a good brother yeah. up. <laughs> Although, to be fair, when Ric Flair was in TNA and he had his faction fortune, there was more than four people in that. Oh, there was. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So, like, that fantastic promo with Jay Lethal. That's my line, you pissant. Four horsemen to four horsewomen. Segway, professional. I'm waking up a little bit. Here we go. So the story is starting to come out um, about who may partner up with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 34. So it looks pretty much confirmed now that it's going to be Ronda and a partner versus Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, not sure if I have any interest in seeing that, but uh, number one on the list is The Rock, obviously, but he might not get cleared by the insurance company because he's filming a movie or whatever. Uh, they've Kurt Angle in there, Shane McMahon, and possibly Seth Rollins as kind of the last option. Uh, they mentioned Strowman before, so maybe Strowman, they finally figured out what he's doing. Maybe we're getting our triple threat match. But Steve, who do, what do you make of this? Oh uh, yeah, the, the Rock makes absolute sense. Uh, they had the the angle was at WrestleMania 32, 31 uh, even 31, 31 yeah. yeah, yeah, over in San Francisco, wasn't it? Yeah, Santa Clara, yeah. So they had that there where they literally foreshadowed what was about to happen. I think that no matter what, they'll make go, they'll make it happen. They'll get the Rock out of the insurance debacle that he's in or whatever restrictions he has. They'll get him out of that. Like, come on, he's, he's facing Triple H and stuff. It's not going to be an overly physical match anyway. Mm-hmm. Plus, the whole point of this match is effectively to to get Ronda over. So I would imagine that Ronda would be doing a lot of the work. And bless her, I think Steph is going to be taking a lot of the work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that makes sense. The other people you mentioned there, Kurt Angle. I'm putting my hat out there. I see Kurt Angle forming an alliance with the Shield for WrestleMania. I think he's going... I think, Oh, I just want the Shield at Salar Club it's so not much. Happening. It no, is. It's, it it's is. It's cursed. It's just it's completely <laughs> no, cursed. No, I want it. I'm getting it. Plus, Braun Strowman is winning the chamber. You've heard it here first. It's happening. It's going to be one on one. Strowman Lesnar. Strowman winning the title. Big Dog not in the main event. Everyone will be happy. That's a great idea. For, I had a great idea for how Strowman could win it. Actually. Like, you know, if he just flipped the entire chamber with everyone in there, <laughs> what if he just sat on top of the bottom of the chamber and just count pin the whole chamber? One, two, three. <laughs> uh, uh, Shane makes no sense. Like, I, I don't see how they could bring him into it, with the exception of the Survivor Series angle. That's all. That's that'd be it. Yeah. It'd be the him that, it's very weak. Plus, they still have the whole Shane, Daniel, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing. So I don't see that happening. Rollins, I think they left it nice and tidy last year after WrestleMania when they finished the whole Kingslayer angle. Don't bring it back up. No one wants to see it. Yeah, Rollins makes no sense there, really. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Rollins, but... I told I you, Rollins Shield, Balor. It's not happening. He must it is. Jordan. Jordan at Mania was the plan, but obviously yeah. Mania, he's going to miss Mania now, so... It's so. Rollins, Balor. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that would make sense. But in uh, Rock, I mean, after what happened at Mania 30, I can understand them being a bit wary because certainly got injured in that match and they had to postpone shooting for something. So I can understand why they would not want to let him do it to the insurance companies. Uh, but Angle is just the only other one that really makes sense there. There's, they they start they did start that thing between Angle and Trips as well. It's a very series, so it's there. Just do it. Mm-hmm. 
they're leaving bit. themselves with a couple of options to be fair mm. whether this was designed to be the case of depending on what injuries occur between now and then they have options to pull in or whether it was just a case of classic wwe booking where Asher will figure it out later, you know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, to be Book honest, the match. Let's figure that all out later on. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, we've seen this before. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw a picture earlier. Someone said that probably there's another rumor of Angle and Rollins at Mania. That could work. Mm, how is that going to so build? Rollins turns heel on him or whatever. Mm. Assuming yeah. about, about Jason Jordan, they have an argument about Kurt- him. Kurt well, said Rollins pushed Jordan too far and that's why he's after getting hurt. Something like that, yeah. And then it's Kurt essentially mm-hmm. coming off as the whiny heel nearly in it because I don't see him turning Rollins heel as a result of this. Mm-hmm. I don't see why the crowd are getting far enough behind him now at this stage that coming off of Mania you're going to want him face. Mm-hmm. So exactly, I think it makes sense exactly if they're going to do it. It's exactly why they'll turn him heel. <laughs> and they just released they released gave him a new t-shirt so you know they're going to piss that money down the drain <laughs> they I, are I can't see to ruin this <laughs> uh, I can't see Kurt Rollins either that, there's not enough time between now and Mania to make that storyline relevant yeah so we'll go to um, our Indian wrestling guru which, who is Gordo who is the last bit of news for us here <laughs> oh, sound for that yeah possibly because i may be the only lad that's ever seen this fucker wrestle if you ever call it that um so yeah they have a new signing wwe have a new signing impact fans may know him as mahabali shira who i can't call him a wrestler because what he does isn't wrestle i won't call him a superstar because he's shit so he's a performer um this lad, like he's worse than Grey Kelly. Jesus Christ, that's, that's pretty bad. Like I, I would rather watch. I would rather watch Grey Kelly in a Punjabi prison match against Jinder Mahal <laughs> than watch a Mahabali Shira match. <laughs> wow. Um, his big thing in Impact was he done this weird thing where he had his two hands, his two arms, one on top of another, and he was rocking from side to side. And he's like, I like to dance. That is literally oh, that was yeah. his gimmick. <laughs> oh god, that was his fucking gimmick. So yeah, this this is the level of shit they're after fucking signing. Um, only problem is his actual surname is Singh. Oh, we have just lost oh, a Singh oh, brother. Oh, oh. We have just signed a Singh. The maths do can, add up, Michael. Uh, I can see him dancing now and be like, he just likes to have fun, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Jinder is winning the title again with the help of Mahabali Shear or, or Aman Preet Singh or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Just with all the good signings they've had lately, they've undone nearly all their goodwill with this. <laughs> this is shit. Wow. Uh, another long summer of an Indian champion. I'm, I'm angry. Oh, I'm actually angry. Imagine. I only have two cans here. It's not enough. <laughs> some some might say it might be an Indian summer. Oh, oh. oh. I'll just grab my car, uh, please. No, get out. <laughs> so we'll have a quick chat about Raw. Um, Nikki John Cena came out to uh, to tell us what WrestleMania is. Have you ever heard of this event? Mania wrestling. It's, Bl- it's like, mm. what. Yeah, it, I've never heard of it either, but luckily Big John was here to tell us what it is. Apparently, it's a collection of matches that they put fireworks on and everyone watches it. Hmm, sounds like the Super Bowl. 
Indeed, but for wrestling. Ooh. Wrestling bowl. It's never go- <laughs> wrestling bowl. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. Well, I look forward to giving this, this upstart a chance. See how it goes. Vince McMahon and New Ventures, you know. But uh, we had uh, an opening match with uh, my favorite wrestler of all time, The Miz versus John Cena in 2018. <laughs> there was a lot of nice chin locks in this match, lads. I there was really a enjoyed lot. the chin locks. They were very nice. break. There were some nice chin locks. They were looked in deep, <laughs> lovely deep like. <laughs> um, but Michael Cole was telling us that the person, the best of the match was that whoever loses enters first into the elimination chamber. And that person is at a severe disadvantage because they'd have to go through five other men to win the match. So does the person at number two. But whatever. So and the same at number three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you getting that fit? I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. The match well, itself, was just... <laughs> though, was quite good. It was. Really? No, seeing a Miz was quite good. You have to take off your anti-Miz blinds when you're watching Miz matches. Never They're actually good. It's terrible. <laughs> Which, Which was your favorite match. part? Did you like the part where John fell off the top rope? <laughs> that was fun. Where he he uh, the Miz didn't press the rope, or one of them did something wrong anyway. And John let one leg down, then the other leg down, and then casually tumbled off the top rope. <laughs> John, John's an old man; like he can't be taking these bumps like he was twenty years ago. <laughs> uh, then get out of the fucking company. <laughs> oh. I, I liked what Cole, Cole called a, a crossface a SDF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. It wasn't a good night for Michael. <laughs> Gordo, did you notice um, that uh, the Miz kicked out of an AA similar to how Balor did last week? I did, and I've noticed that quite a lot of people have been kicking out of AAs lately that normally wouldn't, and so, have to be put away with the middle rope AA. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely still can't remember the last time he actually won a match clean with one AA, which I kind of find interesting. Maybe because oh, it's just... a terrible fucking move. It's shit. Or... <laughs> Or is this their way of saying that Cena can't finish off guys like he used to? No pun intended. (laughs) Well, Corey, I actually was trying to find the clip. It may be our intro where Corey talked about John Cena and gas. And I thought that was quite funny. That's the intro. I think I have it somewhere. But apparently John Cena's, he's running out of gas and he's running on fumes. So maybe Super Mm. Cena will be back. Hmm. No, or I thought it was an interesting choice of word. The Words. alternative, the alternative view is that he had to beat Balor and he had to beat Miz with a middle rope AA is a sign of strength on both the other guys. Mm, but you know that Strowman, if Strowman wins the title, he's going to drop it to John Cena backlash with one AA. <laughs> <laughs> have to get the finisher back over again once he's at the, at the title. Yeah. Well, like they, they have. Weak, uh... <laughs> Like WWE, to, to their credit, have over the last say six months or so been protecting finishes a lot better than they have in the last five years. Yep. You know, Brock Lesnar is F five now. One F five kills anyone, except Roman. Wait. No, he bet Roman with one. I know, but Mania, wait for it. Yeah, Roman's not going to be in this match, Gordo. I've discussed this already, and I'm, I'm getting annoyed by your repetitiveness. <laughs> so he's going to be in this match. Cans. You've had <laughs> too many cans, Fitz. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's my way of looking at it. I think that, you know, this is another way that Cena's putting people over. It's a case that people are kicking out of his finishing moves. And it's not that people are seeing Cena weaker. They're seeing Maze and they're seeing Balor stronger. Now, I take your point, but he's still, he's still beating people. That's where it is. That's where that needs to end. 
So the first person that actually kicks out of the A, kicks out of the Super AA, that they're going to get a massive rub off that. Yeah. Like the um he beat Balor, um, and as we know, I'm no fan of the Miz, but the Miz is hot as all hell at the moment, and he's over as fuck. Everyone loves him, and then he used to, you know, be beaten by John Cena for no reason. There's no reason for that match to even happen. No. I just think those days, it just it needs to stop. Just, just go away, please. I think it's keeping him for Taker. Yeah, possibly. Did you actually hear that? Actually, now that you mentioned that, the opening line or two from Cena's uh, promo on Raw. He was saying that at Mania, people return from the dead, or yeah. something very similar to that. Yeah, like was that his way of teasing that? Perhaps. If it is, he's a. F- it's terrible because then he's essentially giving away he's not winning the chamber. Don't mind that. I don't think he's winning the chamber anyway, and I don't. No, neither do I. But would say to anyone else watching, like we kind of we know, but if you're more casual watching, I don't. But, I don't think casual people would have picked up on that. I mean, it's, <sighs> no, no offense to our smarks. I mean, he said he said last year like that he wanted to face Taker at Mania on TV, so it's not like it's a secret that he'd want, want uh, that. So yeah, and they're playing it up. They're doing the Daniel Bryan type thing, but Daniel Bryan in the Rumble, you know, Cena's. It's just very ham fisted. It's not being handled very well. Maybe because it's John Cena, you're like, I just really want to go to WrestleMania, and this is my one shot. And then he'll take the last pin in the chamber, and it'll be devastation. How is John Cena going to deal with not being at WrestleMania and blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait. Everyone wants to face him at WrestleMania. Oh, here we go. Pick your match, John. What poor schlub is going to be stuck with a match with John Cena at WrestleMania? (laughs) Kurt Hawkins. (laughs) (laughs) What if the streak ended against Cena at Mania? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, just do that. Um, I did make a note. Uh, not this is not against the Miz. This is against the writers. Just before you jump down my throat, of course. Yeah, yeah, Quote yeah. by the Miz. This is for the writers, not for the Miz or the guy, whatever his name is, Mike. Um, maybe you've been in Hollywood too long to differentiate the difference between fantasy and reality. This is by quotation marks the A-lister who has a Hollywood gimmick, but who has movies to... that go straight to DVD. But <laughs> he's able to differentiate between fantasy and reality. So Fake that's his like, That's hey, 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 Trump, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. Lickers. Lickers. Yeah. So he uh, was saying to Cena, was... he was saying to Cena that he's been there, he's done it, and he knows how to handle both situations. And his jib at Cena was the fact that you're new there, kid, you'll figure out how to get along. Mm, poorly written line, needlessly, needlessly <laughs> thrown in there. <laughs> it's got death. You just oh. appreciate the death. Okay, so the Undertaker comes one. out and he makes a quip about someone being a zombie. He's like, well, what would you know about it? I, I wouldn't, but I was there and I was being a zombie. Do you want to, anyone want to take that shovel off Steve there? Because he's going nowhere but down. <laughs> zombie. <laughs> you don't even see any value to the point I made, though, about the A-lister making the Hollywood comment about fantasy and reality and... Ah, he's able to do it himself. Though. I'm a Miz fan, so I'll, I'll, I'll step myself back here. Guys. Once again, I'll stay, I'll stay for the third time. This has nothing to do with the guy or the character. I'm not about the writers writing for that yeah, character. I don't, I don't mind that. I like that. I liked the line. I liked the delivery of the line. People like you are why we have the big dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Steve. Yes, what do you mean, more. people like you? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yes. Get fucked. <laughs> ah yes, is that the first one of the evening? <laughs> that is the first one. 
Two bit sports is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to take this into the deletion chamber. Uh, um, so, uh, more friends were falling out. Um, Sasha and Bailey on TV for no reason after the little teases that have been happening where the bit of dissension in the ranks and Bay and uh, Sasha might be turning heel. Why would you let them just have a match like that? Why just give it away? Because they're fucking thick. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> this much. annoyed me. Yeah, they love giving away matches on TV. It's their favorite thing to do. It's like my main gripe with the company and I've ranted about it before. Um, yeah. It's it's fucking stupidity. Like the only difference potentially with any future match would be that Sasha will be heel. But there was even slight little nuances in this where she looked like she there was more the little boss character that she had in NXT shining through again. So they're teasing it. Everything is there. Why the fuck couldn't she have done that in a match against like Dana Brooke or yeah. fucking mm-hmm. anyone else? Like <sighs> Yeah, it, it pissed me off. It but. really annoyed me. She said, I was liking the little build there because you know we're, I'm sure I'm not alone in being a massive fan of the Sasha and Bailey stuff from NXT, and I really want to see that in the main roster. I think it'll help Bailey. Um, but uh, yeah, if you stick around later on, Steve is going to talk about Bailey in the latest of our booking series. But um, I'd be interested to see if Sasha features actually. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no reason why this match had to happen other than to fill a time no. slot. The match was good and everything. It has nothing to do with the match itself. It's just the storyline. We're like, yeah. you had something there and you just pissed it away. This should be the title of the match at Mania. I agree with you. So maybe and it would be. Will it? it, oh. it oh. And your booking aside, it, they, it makes sense. <laughs> it would make sense for this to be the match at Mania because it's the only real female feud they're building on Raw at the moment. There, there's some small yeah. one. So that you have. Sasha win the chamber by screwing over Bailey at the end. Then Bailey ends up. Uh, Asuka chooses uh, Charlotte to challenge at Mania. Boom, there you go. At Sasha Bailey Mania. Done. And it also gets the title of Charlotte because she'll inevitably have her rematch. But then they'll have their superstar shakeup, which I think is due for around about June. I would say Charlotte should be clear of the title picture and she'll be free to move across to Raw without any baggage. Mm-hmm. So that'll have her and Rosie on the same brand. Going into SummerSlam. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. Um, we had an ad for SmackDown, I don't know, depending on the coverage you watched, um, where they announced the show off versus the lone wolf. At no time did they say the words Dolph Ziggler or Baron Corbin. They <laughs> <laughs> said show off and lone wolf 20 times. But was, was there text on the screen? Because that's the no, important sir. thing. <laughs> no, sir. I, know, I had that noted as well. What's going on at all? No text. Just pictures of the lone wolf. And the show off with a versus sign in the middle. And then tomorrow night, 8 Central, 7 Eastern or whatever it is. Or 8 Eastern, 7 Central. I mean, um, 1 a.m. Sky Sports. Sports (laughs) I I will point out, they gave gave more coverage or more shout-outs to SmackDown than they actually did to Rosie's contract signing. (laughs) That's good, right? Which, you know, it's supposed to be a big deal, but she was kind of an aside. But SmackDown gets pushed like they yeah. mentioned Ziggler's return oh this is going to be huge it's what's he going to say next thing oh by the way Rosie's coming soon yay yeah that was terrible <sighs> we'll, uh, I suppose we'll finish up on the Banks versus Bailey thing um, so Bailey won with the top rope belly to belly or belly to belly which they're going with these top rope moves a lot now it's quite cool um, but Naya comes out after the match where it was kind of teasing that Sasha might freak out and turn but Naya came out and literally ran through them um, then whichever yeah. the 
one of the backstage robots came out and interviewed uh, Naya on the top of the ramp. It's like, Naya, why did you inter- interject yourself in a moment that had nothing to do with you? I think it summed up uh, social media quite well. <laughs> uh, Naya with like this weird uh, 80s look. It was quite cool, actually. Gordo, what do you think? The new look for Naya Jax. Um, uh, I, again, don't didn't see the need for it. It's like, oh, she's strong. <laughs> You can beat up two people who've just had a grueling match against each other. But most importantly, Gordo, did it float your boat? It's Naya. It always floats my boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what we're calling it nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) The the line of uh, positive, there's only one person, there's only one woman who can beat Asuka, and it's me. And literally, as we've said before, like, cast your mind back four weeks ago, cast your mind back to NXT. I can remember you getting fucking battered, love. Sit the fuck <laughs> down. Take your clothes off. I mean, um... <laughs> allegedly, or whatever word you have to get out of that way. <laughs> so, sorry, sit down, sign this consent form. <laughs> but wake up first. Um, well, we had a good run on iTunes, lads. Before we. Uh, just on that, Gordo, as you mentioned, um, you weren't here last week, but we mentioned it last week. Naya not only lost to Asuka on Raw three weeks ago, but the match had to be stopped because she was beaten up so badly. Oh yeah, like, it, wasn't, yeah. it just, wasn't even a pain. It was literally you're crippled. Off you go, like. <laughs> um, uh, this could be an interesting topic. We'll go back to this. So, Kurt Angle announces that Ronda will sign her contract at Elimination Chamber. Uh, mixed response from the crowd. Mm. So, uh, I don't know why they got all the wrestlers or all the female wrestlers to go out and badmouth Ronda. Because it's kind of backfired. Did they make a them bit. I'm sure they did. Like, there's no way. Red reports it wasn't. Red reports Nikki Bella's definitely wasn't. I would fuck her. Who gives a shit about her? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Allegedly. I know. I I literally hope she drowns. Um, okay. Steve is going to be suspended next week. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, we can't. Set, we we struggle to try and set this up without him. This is true. You're suspended for six days. <laughs> five, five days. <laughs> yeah, edit the podcast, then you're suspended. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is a weird one. Um, so he, Kurt also announced that his uh, baby boy, Jason Jordan, will miss WrestleMania. And the crowd <laughs> chanted the, did the yes chance and started to cheer. And Kurt didn't take too kindly to them talking about as the wee baby Jordan. Um, he said the crowd should be ashamed of themselves. And the quote of the night, all I want you to do is wish him better wishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like if they had they had the whole thing, they weren't booking Jason Jordan as a baby face. What did they expect the crowd to do? Oh, they, this it, is what they wanted. Exactly. This is exactly what they wanted. Like, yeah, maybe Kurt's playing the, you know, the, the father who's upset that the son misses it and then the people taking the piss out of him. But that's the that's the response that you, you wanted. That's that yeah. worked. The character is yeah, working. Yeah. Well, that could play to Kurt getting frustrated with the crowd and inevitably you'll ha- you could have Kurt versus Rollins at Mania. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. To be fair, to be fair I, w- I would agree with Gordon there. If, the, if that is to happen, the Monday night made absolute sense. Yeah, uh, so Rollins comes out and he says he wants to make it uh, Monday Night Rollins again. He wants to be the man. Uh, so he's he gets added to the, what do they even call it? The last chance fatal four-way is now the last chance fatal five-way. 
well, last yeah. slash first chance if you're Rollins. It, yeah, true. Yeah. Second, second chance. Or... Second chance, second chance. So yeah. the chance, the chance, chance fatal five. Uh, we also, finish with that. Kurt, one, said, anyway. Kurt said the word wrestlers. <gasps> yeah, he said a no-no word. Mm. Oh, he corrected himself, but he, he finished it first. God damn it, Kurt. Branding. They're not wrestlers. <laughs> the Google wrestler that see pictures of that awful man, Chris Benoit. <laughs> Stevie Richards? <laughs> uh, the next note I had was Absolution beat Mickey. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Alexa. Uh, I don't know what they're doing there. They're building Alexa to help Mickey or Mickey James to help Alexa. She's trying to get people on side with her for the elimination chamber or whatever. But let's not spend any more time there because we. I want to get straight to the meat of this sandwich. Monday Night Strowman. Um, <laughs> so Elias is out there and he got a good length of time. I watched it back. He had a good five, six minutes in the ring. And I was like, where is this going? There's no match announced. Uh, so... <clears throat> Elias is doing his uh, his whole shtick and he's singing the what was it the Elimination Chamber Blues? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have a note here. I could have just looked at my notes. It was the <laughs> Elimination Chamber Blues. <laughs> so uh, you hear JoJo go, ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman. The crowd goes crazy, and there's Braun sitting on a stool in 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 a, in a spotlight with a microphone stand in front of him. So he gets up, walks over to a darkened area and comes back with a big fuck off double bass. <laughs> sits down in the <laughs> I fucking lost my life laughing oh, at that moment was just the best ever. Just oh, so good. So I have perfect. a stat for you. Uh, this Monday Night Raw was the official one year anniversary of the greatest segment in the history of professional wrestling, the, Fre- the Festival of Friendship. So they had a lot to live up to. <laughs> I'm glad they tried something. They'll never top the Festival of Friendship, but uh, I, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. And then he, you know, he goes and breaks the actual strings and everything on it. And just shrugs it off. So uh, yeah. you still kept the try uh, trying to play it though, just because the bag one string that was still attached. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it, what makes it all worse was the fact that he hit Elias with the front of the fucking <laughs> the base. He didn't even turn it over to hit him with the bland side of it. He hit him so, straight on with the actual rough edge of it. Oh, that had to hurt. So the visual of him walking down to the ring, he said he he ended the song that didn't rhyme in any way with, you know, <laughs> you're going to get these hands. And it, it started off as a country song and ended up as a weird Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra style finish. The song. <laughs> so you've seen how you know, the wrestlers with guitars carry the guitar over the back of the shoulder and they walk down. Stroma walks down with a double bass <laughs> walking over the back of his shoulder. <laughs> Just amazing. Um so Elias, they had to play it off like a bit of a sword fight, and Elias is like, "I'll put mine down, your down, you can put yours down." So Elias goes to put the guitar down. Strowman puts the double bass down at the steps. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> and uh, the usual thing where the babyface gets on the ramp or on the apron and the heel starts attack. But of course, Braun smash, Braun kill, Braun win. Uh, Elias tries to escape. He's crawling slowly up the ramp. Strowman gets out. <laughs> he waits for Elias to get to the top of the ramp. He still comes up with a big double bass over his shoulder like a bag of rubbish, <laughs> just the way he carried it up. And he looks to the crowd, so he's embracing the uh, the, the baby face one. I think he's full now. I think there's oh, yeah, no yeah, dispute. Oh, yeah, he's he's looking for the reactions face. in the crowd. He's taking the time to drink it in. And then as Steve said, he hit him with the front of the fucking double bass and <laughs> broke it over his back. And that thing exploded. Shoddy. Shoddy yeah. workmanship. <laughs> Cowboys, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor Elias. 
Braun Strowman, lads, he's just phenomenal. Give him all the belts. All the belts. I want to see him as the new cruiserweight champion, the new <laughs> women's champion, everything. Oh, so good. Like you, you, have to run, you have to run with him at this point. Like he's, he's clearly the most over. And it's been organic. It hasn't, he hasn't been forced down people's throats. People have just organically started to like him. And he's... I, I like that they're starting to let him show more personality. He's not just big dominant monster now. I mean, he had obviously he was in a comedy segment on Raw yeah. this week, but like, and it was fantastic. And he's doing the same mixed match challenges on comedy stuff. There, it's, it's this is why WrestleMania needs to end with him <laughs> holding the belt. Preach. If oh, that does not happen, I will boo the fuck out of the show. I think they should open Raw next week. Um, you know where they show the WrestleMania sign? Yeah. But the WrestleMania sign isn't there. And then Strowman comes out holding the WrestleMania <laughs> sign. <laughs> One arm up on his shoulder. And he just walks down around pointing at it every two seconds. <laughs> it's just like, he's so good. Um, and Elias as well. They're easily my two favorite characters in, on TV at the moment. Yeah. Just fantastic. Uh, I watched a little bit of the ride, uh, the ride along thing with Elias there. Uh, that's when I fell asleep, actually, and when we were <laughs> half an hour late for the podcast. Um, it was good. I just was tired. Um, but he does a full concert in the back of a big stretch limo, and he complains about the driver not driving very straight and going on bumpy roads. Could you tell him to you know, calm it down a little bit? I'm trying to perform back here. Guy just gets and you can get all the songs on iTunes there that he sang as well. Sang as well. Oh God. Yeah, one of them was called 14 Days Until Tomorrow. <laughs> it's quite good. Um, so yeah, all the Strowman, all the belts. Um, next up, we had a match in the uh, Shield Bar division. Roman versus Sheamus, and Roman wins. Uh, That's enough of that. Then <laughs> uh, we go straight to the second chance five-way. But we broke the streak last week where there was no Shield Bar match. We thought it was over, but no, it's back. It was just taking oh, a little break. It's just a tiny, just a tiny like little break. Yeah. So it's the big of the tag division. We also had the match earlier, Revival and Good Brothers. Oh, yeah. Fitty, fitty. Again. Fitty, fitty. Yeah. Fitty, fitty, With fitty. the lovely, lovely new Nerdometer graphic. Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry, I skipped over all that. Yeah, the Raw has the graphics it. now. Uh, these ones are animated graphics now, and they blow up mm. when they say nerd. Mm. And I love those Good Brothers, but God damn it. I why? bought the t-shirt. Just why? I have the good, I have the Nerdometer t-shirt. Now I want to burn the fucking thing after seeing that graphic. So it'll blow up just like it did on TV. Uh, <laughs> I thought um, buying the t-shirt would make me a good brother, but apparently not. <laughs> the we had oh, I did have that the the tweet that I put up. It I did I did do it on Tuesday where it was graphic mania, but it is very funny. It's like Kevin Dunn or somebody discovered Snapchat and then decided to run it into the ground and then all of a sudden Snapchat have seen the error of their ways and they've bombed their own app to stop this from happening <laughs> Snapchat now has over a million signatures on change.org to revert back to the old version and, and their CEO came out and said they're not doing it, they said get used to it uh, we're sure sure that in time people will grow to like it, so essentially in six months time Stockholm Syndrome will sit in it's actually shite. On a side note, Snapchat have confirmed that they actually are reversing that change. Hey, <laughs> just before I came on this, I was up visiting Naya, uh, and uh, <laughs> while I was up talking to her, I, I read a yoke from the CEO from like yesterday saying that basically people had to get used to it. No, it's fucking terrible. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Oh, it's it's, it is it's, shocking. It's the Dana Brooke of apps. 
<laughs> I thought just well before like, we get to the main this event. This is how this bad is... it is. This is what's currently the first discover is for me. I'm showing the lads. It's Eva Marie's ah. the very first discover. <laughs> I've never I'd never looked at Eva Marie's Snapchat. Jesus oh yeah, Christ. you have, you dirty boy. Oh no, I see I keep seeing that and all these sort of weird Kardashian types. I still don't know what a Kardashian is. I just all these type of makeup y bloggers, I just call them Kardashians. <laughs> you want you'll want them to join Nikki Bella in drowning. <laughs> yes, please, please, or get a new career and get off my fucking Snapchat. I I spent the first night when I I I had done something on Snapchat. I was talking to somebody, and then my phone is set to update when it's charging. You know, overnight or whatever it does the updates mm-hmm. on the apps. It updated. I closed the app and reopened it. It updated, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So I went over to the right and I held down each thing, and you press see less of this, see less of this, and it was down to just because I follow Nick Diaz and somebody else, two famous people I follow is Nick Diaz and I think Rebby Hardy, actually. Um, they were the only ones I saw. Then I went over, and then I went back again, and all the fucking Daily Mail and all that shit was back. Uh, and I thought maybe there was something wrong with the update because it didn't quite go through. The next morning, I had no Snapchats from anyone, which is very unusual to wake up and have zero Snapchats on a story. Or sorry, I meant to say story. that no stories to view. So everyone I followed stopped using Snapchat for, for the week. While this thing was going on, oh yeah, it's like it's what a catastrophe! Like, yeah, it's it's not. This is what happens, Kevin Dunn, when you get involved. Yeah, you Kevin. <laughs> anyway, wrestling. Um, <laughs> second chance, five way. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, uh, Apollo Cruz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins, who was added to the match late. Uh, we skipped through the match. We had a Tower of Doom spot that ended up with a double pin where Rollins and Balor got a three count. And I mentioned here, it's hilarious that Bray Wyatt had to take that pin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Apollo Crews was right there, and he took the suplex from the Tower of Doom spot, and they both pinned Bray Wyatt. If you don't think that character is dead, fucked as it is, he lost to a Bray Wyatt box. was pinned twice in the same three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a new record. It really does. No, but in fairness, Apollo had a fantastic match. He was great in this match. Loved him. Yeah. And his backstage promo was really entertaining. Mm. Who knew that well, Matt had actually a bit of character? <laughs> Titus Worldwide can do these things for you, Steve. You just have to sign up for these services. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Titus Cinema DM, I suppose. <laughs> he might kiss your son, but... <laughs> On the lips. <laughs> On the lips, yeah. I don't have a son. <laughs> You do know Titus World. <laughs> Is that free with the membership pack? Yeah, yeah, they're going to the Bigger Brother program. Uh, it's really for Titus is a lovely. Everyone shares everything. It's fine. So they, they didn't actually confirm on Raw that both guys were going to the chamber. No, it was no, confirmed afterwards. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. So what's going to happen? Um, Three guys start the match with uh, four has, guys in the pod? Has to be. There's no other way they can do it. Unless they would have crammed someone in a pod with Braun, which would be hilarious. Miz, <laughs> Rollins and Balor all start because obviously Miz lost the match and you can come out and say the two boys didn't properly win the match themselves since it was kind of a half a win each. So the three of them are going to start off the chamber. I think actually Nikki's onto something. That'd be really funny if you had um, the Miz looking scared of Braun being rock- locked in the same thing as him. And he's just waiting for the light to like, have him come out last. With, say if this first place thing didn't happen. Yeah. Have Miz be the fifth or the sixth of seven people and him just begging. And every time the lights come on, he's dying. He's like, no, come on. I want to get out of here. <laughs> That'd be fun. But Oh, they could put a shark cage in there and have someone <laughs> hung above the shark cage. Uh... 
fifth pod, maybe. Nah, no, because you, you have the other one earlier in the night. Like you're not gonna I'm assume I'm assuming the men's will main event this one. But uh, you're not gonna have like taking out a pod or adding an extra pod halfway through the night, you're not gonna be able to do that. So just because yeah. you mentioned that, do you think they're gonna let the women ha- elimination chamber main event? They had the, just had the rumble. They're I don't really see sure. it. Yeah, but her story. Hashtag equality. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, you pig. Yeah, but who'll who'll come out after the match to steal their moment this time? Uh, uh, yeah, it is equality. <laughs> I want Misha Tate to show up because I oh. couldn't beat you in the real fight. Let's <laughs> have a fake yes. fight. Uh, I would very much like that. Yeah. Oh, Misha Tate on TV in any way. I would like. I've missed her. Um. So yeah. Great. <laughs> Not the seven <laughs> people in the elimination chamber. Doesn't change the fact that the big dog going hunt, but uh, gonna lose, boys. He's not your your dream is not happening. Well, look at we're going to be doing our predictions for the chamber. I think we should put fifty points on offer for the winner of the chamber. That's that's a bit much now. Y'all go for Roman. I'm not even going to make any predictions then. Hey, if you all go for Roman, then you're all up at the top of the leaderboard. You'll all get to 50 points each, so everything will be irrelevant. However, if I go for Strowman, I get to 50 points and you don't, then you can all go suck on my nerds. Yeah. Well, put, put your money where your mouth is, lads. Come on. I legitimately froze up on the thing and I didn't hear what you said, but I don't want to take your bet anyway. Ah, <laughs> you're afraid. Uh, what I was saying, I don't know if you heard any of it. I was like, well, me and Nikki, well, me, Nikki, and Gordy will just take Big Dog. We'll only make one prediction and we'll have 50 points each and it'll be a three way draw. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to waste my time predicting the other matches because there's one outcome here and Big Dog. Big Dog. Oh, I think you're scared, lads. No. Oh, no. I have no faith in this company. <laughs> no faith in your own ability to back a winner? Uh, no, just watching wrestling long enough to know that Fincy loves Roman. <laughs> <laughs> For the week that's in it as well, Valentine's week and all. Yeah, oh. Exactly. The big dog wasn't on the show this week. Oh no, he was. What the am I thinking? Was. It was Patrick Seamus. Shield bar. Oh, yeah, the shield bar. <laughs> it's official. Steve blanks out the oh. shield bar division. I'm thinking of Smackdown. It was AJ. Never mind. Yeah. I was just thinking of, you know, people that weren't there. Anyway, don't worry. I'll cut that. That never happened. <laughs> uh, what never happened? <laughs> exactly. That's what you say um, to all your victims. Unless we have anything to <laughs> Oh, This has been a dark podcast. Tonight. It has. If we've nothing else to add, we can move on to SmackDown. Anything else? Grab your fancy. Uh, check me notebook. Ooh, <laughs> notes. Nope. Ooh, my, my, nope. My raw notes literally consist of Kurt said wrestlers and Nerdometer. That's my entire raw notes. <laughs> There was Michael Cole calling a was it a shoulder breaker to the throat? Oh yes, oh, God. Like, that, God. That'd, that'd be a throat breaker, Michael. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of a throat breaker, we'll move on to SmackDown. <laughs> so SmackDown opens with um, a problem. We've a missing person, Steve. Where the fuck was Shane McMahon? See, I told you, if you, I told you, you, you thought you hated it, but as soon as he wasn't there, you'd miss him. <laughs> oh, I didn't miss him. I was just, you know, I was prepared myself for the natural disappointment that it brings seeing him come to the ring at the beginning of SmackDown every week. So naturally, when he didn't come to the ring, 
I didn't have that disappointment. But it's my fine. disappointment came throughout the night. So oh, yeah. It was yeah. to come. Don't worry. They, they, <laughs> may, they wouldn't leave you go without your disappointment, Vince. Oh, they, they backloaded it. <laughs> oh, Road Dog yeah. loves to give me some disappointment. <laughs> road Dog. Hashtag fucking fire Road Dog. <laughs> so the show opens with uh, Ziggler versus Corbin, which is going to start. But Sammy and Kevin Owens have Kevin Owens have beaten up Corbin backstage. And he, they kind of go, that's one down. Uh, then that leads to the lads coming out with, who try and attack Ziggler. Attack Ziggler. Uh, basically, they don't want anybody to be added to the triple threat, which was quite clever, actually. It was a good opening. Yeah. It was a different opening and it was a clever kind of way to do it. Actually, yeah. heels doing heel things making sense. It yeah. was a nice turn up for the books. Exactly. So we had a situation then where Shane didn't take him long to appear. Uh, he tells Daniel Bryan backstage. He kind of accuses Daniel Bryan of being in their pocket, and I know your boys are this and your boys are that. But he tells them, he tells Daniel Bryan that Ziggler and Corbin will face KO and Sammy respectively tonight. Uh, the winners go into the title match. So, and if either Kevin Owens or Sammy Zayn interfere in either match, they're out of fast lane completely. So this would end up being it could stay a triple threat with AJ, Sammy, and Kevin Owens, or it could be a four way or a five way depending on results that night. Uh, the first match we had was Kevin Owens versus Corbin. Loud, loud Rusev Day chance. Um, but it all ends up with an end of days. Uh, Corbin wins. And I had a note there as well, as we mentioned earlier, his finish is protected very well. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever kicked out of that or even looked like kicking out of it. So Some of the ones he hits are amazing. Like, so I've seen some of the ones he does on uh, some of the, the flippy guys. Yeah. Only done on Gable. The one, oh, that one next. Did you see the slow-mo video that was going yeah. around? Yeah. So He's good. limited enough, but his finisher is fucking deadly. Yeah. It's really Love that move. Uh, so that would, at this stage, make it a fatal four-way with Corbin added to the match. Uh, we had an interview backstage with Ziggler, who said he wants to go to WrestleMania, get his WrestleMania moment, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we had the match with Sammy against Ziggler. Uh, it ended, or didn't end at this point, but Sammy hit an exploder suplex off the top rope, standing on the top rope. It was fucking insane. Uh, how Ziggler is yeah. live, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on a side note, these are the two best sellers, apart from Shawn Michaels, that I've ever seen. Yeah. So this match was worthy of a pay per view main event. Yeah. This is the thing I said it on Twitter as well. I was like, this is what we want, SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler against Sami Zayn in the main event. Fantastic. Mm. This is a great idea. Yeah. Now that was just for the in ring part. Uh, so Sami loses to Ziggler. And Ziggler is added to the match, and now it's a fatal five-way at Fastlane. So that's just to sum it up, the whole night. Uh, Steve, your thoughts on the results of the matches? Bullshit. Like, fair enough if you want to add the two guys to the matches. Okay, make it fatal five-way. Don't necessarily agree with that anyway. Fatal five-ways are messy and weird, and they often have so much going on that you actually lose match quality because of it. But the way that they did it, so it's it made no sense for me to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens lose clean to both these guys. Don't understand the logic to it. It made the two of them look unnaturally weak. No reason for it to, for them to look weak. You know, if they had lost out to Baron Corbin doing heel tactics to win, fair enough, Baron Corbin's a heel. That makes sense. Going into the match, Dolph Ziggler was a heel. If he had done some sneaky thing or even a roll-up or some form of non-clean, non-strong win, okay, but the fact that they both won clean and strong made no sense to me. I mean, you had four, the 
both both matches it's four heels like the entire like the entire main event scene at the moment on smackdown is all heels and aj so he's on it they they're desperate need of faces on it. i mean they have shinsuke there shinsuke wasn't on the show aj wasn't on the show rusev wasn't on the show rusev was, well rusev was on mix match challenge directly afterwards so that's explains. not on the show he was it, it was course. directly after it it's fine yeah but over here in ireland we don't have mixed match challenge so we didn't see him that night uh, you can see both sides of the point but Sami Zayn was on mixed match challenge last week and he was also on the show he was in the main event one of my big well possibly my main issue with all this actually um is around the something i know you gave out about last week a bit was the top 10 rankings hmm. mm-hmm. The two lads who got added to the match this week weren't in it. Nailed so, it. <laughs> where, like, I get the whole thing, obviously, clearly isn't for title contention because the titles are in it. But this whole thing is supposed to be about this is where you get opportunities mm-hmm. based on how you are in this. By that logic, you should have Ty fucking Dillinger in this. And yeah. Randy Orton. And Randy Orton. Instead, you have Randy Orton is going to piss about with fucking Jinder and Bobby Roode in a match that no one wants to fucking leave, see. Leave that for me. I know. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up for it. I'm just warming people up for this. But you have that, and you have Ty Dillinger, I don't know, probably show up in a fucking fashion files in the Fortnite, dressed right. up as a woman again. But it's just... <sighs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to know, are there four, different pe- four or five different people booking this, and none of them actually talk to each other? And he just sent random people out to say random shit. I think Rhoda just forgets what he said to other people. I just he's too busy fucking tweeting people. Yeah, tell about how great this day he's going to embrace this day and all yeah. that. Yeah, wrong. Fair fucks to you on your sobriety, lad. But you know what? Uh, you're fucking forcing me to become a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and calling out that wins and losses don't matter. Oh, yeah. shit. I sent that in the group chat during the week. Nothing drives me more crazy than that. You're but, you wins and matter losses don't matter is their whole thing. Well, why does John Cena beat fucking Finn Balor and the Miz? Why 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 did Roman beat all these people if they don't matter? Why are there top guys that they put all the money behind? Why don't they lose the odd match if they don't fucking matter? But as a company, they clearly know that it does. If you look well, someone in the company does. If you look at the Asuka video that was done on Raw. Hmm. They mentioned how many wins she had, mm. how long she's been undefeated, how many former champions she's beat, how many different people she's beat, how many countries she's won in. Clearly all this shit matters if they think it's needed to build her up. Does it only apply to one person? It's marketing. Or... This, this it's... is their whole thing. That they, I'm sure they're sick of people <clears throat> tweeting uh, or push, uh, say, push Ty Dillinger, push Rollins, whoever. And this is their whole thing. Ah, wins and losses don't matter. That was the whole thing with Zack Ryder years ago when he was really over and, you know, they just completely buried him. You're like, wins and losses don't matter. And I keep coming back to the fact that why did John Cena have to beat him? Or why did Ziggler have to beat him? Why does Roman Reigns beat everyone? Why did Bray Wyatt have to take a double pinfall from uh, Rollins and Balor if wins and losses don't matter? Look at Bray Mm -hmm. Wyatt's character. The, The most unique kind of character there for years. Something different, at least. He's not like a competitor or a wrestler or an athlete. He's some weird fucker from a swamp. And they completely <laughs> yeah. buried that character. And it's sad yep. to see. Um, I refuse to believe that road dog Jesse James is booking the whole show himself. Am I out on a limb here? I don't know enough about it. I is think he, he controls creative. the show. Yeah. 
that's retarded. When Vince isn't there, on he doesn't go to SmackDown essentially anyway. But surely he has the sign off on the on the, oh, he does, the Monday yeah, night happy. or whatever. Yeah, like, he's signing this off. Someone is presenting him with the plan for our show, and he is signing this off. The way this I whole thing, it. I'm glad Gordo brought in the top 10 list there, because this whole thing all rolled into one. That was one point I forgot to put in the notes, was why were those two guys picked? Yeah, Because yeah, SmackDown's the land of opportunity. So no matter and, where you are, you'll always have an opportunity. And the best way to get an opportunity is to leave a title in the ring and fuck off for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then completely ruin the return. Yeah. Oh, and the entire reason they gave her you, you briefly went over it there but his entire reason for the whole thing is I want the, rest, I want the main event Wrestlemania that's his only reasoning behind giving up the US title so they've clearly buried the US title which if you go back on our podcast a couple of weeks we basically said that they'd never come out and said it they just done it this week Yeah. They, they may not have done it before but this week they literally came out and essentially said yeah, having that title I'm never going to get there so what was the point of me having it so yeah, they've devalued that whole thing. It's like their wins and losses thing, exactly as the point you made. They don't think that's devaluing the title, but it's what they think. This is going to sound like a harsh comment or some smart fan thing. Just let me finish it. It's, it's not what they think. They think something, but we think another thing, right? Just because they say it is what it is doesn't mean it's right. They might want something to be one way, but if the fans see that wins and losses matter and the titles are important, then that's important. Like, yeah. it makes no fucking sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. wins and losses don't matter. If that's your opinion, fine. Clearly it does. The way we, we just see Bray Wyatt now and we don't listen to a word he says. Yeah, but it's kind of to spin it in another way. It's like, as, as you said, they're in this bubble. We're all outside the bubble. Whatever. We Inside the bubble thinks one way, outside the bubble thinks the other way. But inside the bubble relies on the people outside the bubble to exist and to make money. So surely when there's enough pressure outside the bubble of people saying this is how something is, mm-hmm. the people who have the power inside the bubble need to turn around and say, shit, maybe we got this wrong. Maybe the people outside the bubble are the ones who actually are right. Maybe we need to change this shit. And there's none of that. And that's where they're killing themselves. If a shop opens down the down the street and sells one type of bread, but nobody wants it, and they're asking the shopkeeper, there's no other shop around me, can you please stock another type of bread? And he goes, nah, fuck yourself. I run this shop. I don't care if I make money or not. That's a great analogy. The shop around the, meat, around the corner for me just started selling bagels recently. I fucking love bagels. I've <laughs> been killing off me on bagels over the last four uh, but it's like That is a perfectly timed analogy. You've used the but analogy they, there and you've, you've touched on it there with the whole bubble and not listening to people outside it. The only real person who's broken that bubble in the last decade is Daniel Bryan. Mm. And look at how loud that bubble had to get just for it to be broken. Yeah. You know, so they really, really, really don't care what people say or do until it gets to a, a stage where you literally can't avoid it anymore. Yeah. No, when you've got the entire arena booing at a result of a Royal Rumble. With the rock in with the, the ring. With the rock in the ring. That's how bad it has to get before they'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny, and I'm always a proponent of seeing the story out, but we know that when the bad story starts, it some most of the time it doesn't change. If you get to WrestleMania, if you want to be really fair to them and you get to WrestleMania, still thinks that things are shit, that's a problem. If they've swerved you a hundred times, they like to do a troll swerve here and there. The story, if you let the story play out the whole way through, you know there's no point letting it play out. You might as well just piss all over it now. Because you, know, you know it's not going to end well. Because they never find a way to do it. It's like you need to, li- this isn't about smart, annoying wrestling fans. And we both, we talk about this all the time. 
we hate wrestling fans. We're four wrestling fans, but we fucking hate wrestling fans. So they're some <laughs> of the worst people on earth. Like, I'd imagine it's a pain in the hole to have to listen to people bah, push Ty Dillinger, push this guy, push Apollo Crews when there's no money in them. And you have to see that from a from a, you have to see things from their side a lot of the times as well. That they have their plans, they want to stick to it, they're gonna try and get it over. Yeah. But when they refuse to see it not working and refuse to change course, it's a pain in the ass. But the thing is, that's the thing, right? And and it goes back to a lot of things with booking. They don't see money in someone. That's because they're not doing their jobs right. Like everyone on that roster, even Apollo Crews, like one of the most athletic people you could find. This week was the first time I saw any bit of character from him in what? A year on the main roster? More than a year on the main roster? Why would I invest my money in someone like Apollo Crews when I haven't seen a reason to do it so far. So you need to give me a reason to invest my time and my money in someone. And when they're only willing to do that with a small few number of people, they can't really turn around and say, well, you know, that guy's not as popular as Roman, so we're not going to push him. It all comes down to storyline. It all comes down to booking. Look at New Japan, for example. They can make stars out of so many different people and people are willing to go invest, watch their matches, buy the merch because of good storyline, good booking. Why can't How many times a week do you see on Raw and SmackDown where half the roster comes out to crickets? <laughs> it's like literally, like Bailey there two weeks ago. I remember being shocked by it. Going, what yeah. the fuck? No reaction for Bailey at all. The female John Cena in waiting. They had her right there with a, no, the ribbon in her hair type thing. So, you know, wrapped in, <laughs> wrapped in a nice bow, ready to be mm-hmm. shipped off to Money Town. And no. Well, you think about the difference. Think about the difference between the reactions with the, with the undercard back in the attitude era. Like every single person was getting an act, a reaction. They all had storylines going on. They all had characters. There was investment in all in everyone, even all the way down the roster. They care about the top level guys now. They don't give a shit about anything else. People reacted to Kai and Tai. Yeah, <laughs> I think Nikki, you said it before. Everyone on the in the attitude era, everyone was over. Like everyone. Yeah. Like there, were, and if the character wasn't working, they took him off TV because. Minutes mattered. Those quarter-hour segments mattered, and they didn't want to waste it on people that weren't working in the night in the Monday Night Wars. They don't give a fuck now. They have a monopoly. They don't give a shit about TNA. They've got seventeen hours every Monday night that they can just <laughs> shit on TV. Yeah, it's there's no reason why every character on TV shouldn't get a good reaction, especially in something like SmackDown, where you notice it more on SmackDown. The arena's full of kids. Like, why aren't the kids reacting? Oh my God, that's whoever, Ty Dillinger, he's so cool, whatever. There's no reason why that shouldn't be happening. There's kids bored out of their minds at a wrestling show. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's the lack of fireworks. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. Look, if, the, if Pyro meant they could pay people more money, I'm happy to get rid of the Pyro, but... <laughs> well, look at <sighs> Easy fix. You have Triple H running 205 Live on Tuesday nights, give him Smackdown as well. He's yep. in the building. Exactly. And make Raw two hours. Solve most yeah. of the problems. That's not going to happen, though. No. Yeah, that, that won't happen. Triple H getting Tuesday might happen. Yeah. And uh, and uh, push Zack Ryder. <laughs> and revive uh, the <laughs> <laughs> um, Just because you mentioned, you know, that Nicky mentioned people that lower down the card. <clears throat> not necessarily door, lower down the card, but we'll say on this show, it was a lower card match. You had Charlotte versus Sarah Logan and Sarah Logan actually had a great match I thought really like mm-hmm. the first time I've seen her do really really well yeah, she's a great wrestler um, you had Naomi Naomi and Becky were ringside um, and you just knew where this was going it was going to be announced for a six woman tag 
Um, so the commentary, okay? Now that's a big part of getting people over. Big, yep. big part of it. A win here will continue to build momentum for Riot Squad, that's for sure. Corey Graves. 30 seconds later, Tom Phillips. Remember, it's one down and two to go for Charlotte. Uh, Flair, uh, for Charlotte Flair after beat, beating Liv Morgan last week. So Corey thinks they're on a, on a streak of momentum here. And then Tom brings them back down to earth 30 seconds later and goes, no, actually, she beat Liv Morgan last week. And she goes on to beat, what's her face, Sarah Logan now. Just, just terrible. Sketch your ducks in a row. Like, it's just fucking stupid. And of course, they announced, it's like, I like the idea that they're treating Ruby Riot as like a final boss type situation. <laughs> but next week, you know what's going to happen. The Riot Squad are going to fucking beat the three girls. Yeah. Just to get their win back before Charlotte might have a schmoz or whatever with Ruby Riot. It doesn't end and then that's your pay-per-view match. Yeah. Drag it's it out. Fine. To, it's just, drag it to payback and then have Becky turn heel in the match. You would leave fast Rebecca lane. alone. Or fast lane, sorry. Rebecca's face. You shut your dirty whore <laughs> mouse, Gorham. Her against, her against Charlotte of Mania is happening. Yeah, but Charlotte can be heel. Charlotte's a better heel than she is a face. No, because I, yeah. I reckon by the time I reckon they're going to keep Charlotte face because I think by the time Charlotte goes over to Smack, uh, goes over to Raw and faces Rousey, Rousey's initial reaction is going to be after dying down a bit and she's going to be heel. Oh, Rousey will be heel. She has to be heel. Which yeah. means Charlotte's going to be face by the time she faces her at SummerSlam. Why bother flip flopping Charlotte that quickly? Ah, fuck, do a big shot. It's fine. <laughs> but that's why I think. Have fuck it. Have have be- have Becky join the others and have them be the super Bex friends or something like that. She loves her puns. Super Bex friends will make sense. Wins and losses don't matter, and turns don't matter either. It's fine. <laughs> um, so and she shout out to Sarah Logan for spiking the natural selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll give it up. Like to be fair, the the right squad. When you look at Ruby Riot, fantastic wrestler. Sarah Logan, fantastic wrestler. Liv Morgan, looks good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she'll get there. She'll get there. Uh, well, they, they say that in the WWE universe, uh, talent is sexually transmitted. So, <laughs> if she keeps going off with Tyler Bate, then it might it might actually work. <laughs> you need to get all the Enzo out of her, like. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Uh, would explain the bad wrestling. <laughs> alleged. I'm just going to say alleged before anyone says anything. <laughs> I know it's been long. Uh, but to be fair, she's coming on in leaps and bounds. But the point yeah. I was making is the fact that they're actually good wrestlers, and yeah. they have been given a very good gimmick. And Ruby Wright is, like you said, being built up as the big boss at the end of the of the mission. And I just hope that they don't butcher it like they probably will like they need to keep ruby strong so let's see how this plays out okay so basically charlotte beats ruby riot so she's beaten all of it absolution individually and potentially i don't see it happen but say potentially they win the the three women t- or six woman tag next week mm-hmm. so clean sweep of absolution uh we'll talk to you later girls two of you go back to nxt we'll keep ruby riot because what else are you going to do with them you've completely buried them mm. that's likely to happen it shouldn't. <sighs> like, like you said, if Charlotte is actually going over two row, there's no reason that Ruby Wright can't get the rub and actually become come out strong as a result of the feud. Ah, but Steve, if she beats Charlotte, she gets a title shot. So you have to beat the champion on TV <laughs> to make the champion look win. Then you get the championship uh, shot. 
I'm okay with opportunity. that because Asuka was going to take the belt off of uh, Charlotte. Yeah. See, I mean, like, if, if they could do, they'll probably do. Charlotte end up winning all this thing. Then they'll have the Royal Squad have a feud with the Welcoming Committee because they love their fucking three three women team thing that they used to do back in the Revolution. That's back now. It's back down. It wasn't good then. It's not good now. Good way to end it. Um, so we had Bobby Roode. Whoa, something going wrong. No, oh, you're back. Went for a sec. Are we back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we back? I can cut this part anyway. <clears throat> Pain in the ass. I didn't want to cut anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good again. Uh, yeah, we're all good now. Okay. So um if I didn't cut this, well <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> um, I don't know what that's gonna sound like, so it might be fine. You might have been talking between yourselves, I could have been talking. Who knows? Anyway. Bobby Roode's US cha- open challenge. Sweet Jemima May, what a lot of shite. <laughs> this was awful. Um the open challenge, Orton answers it, okay? I don't I have no interest in seeing Bobby Roode against Randy Orton. I would rather just go outside and leave the TV <laughs> on inside. <laughs> Safety of TV with a new day or something fun. Um but sweet Jesus, this was awful. Uh now they thought, oh, people aren't really going to go for Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. We've got to spice it up a little bit. Bring some excitement to the mix. Out comes the modern-day Maharaja. Here to fucking improve our television program. <laughs> so now we've got a, a three-way kind of battle over the US title, which Ziggler buried, as Gordo <laughs> mentioned. So the title means nothing. And their way to kind of make it relevant again is to have Orton, Roode, and Jinder Mahal have... A triple threat in what will probably be the most boring match in the history of professional wrestling. <sighs> Save us, Rusev. Oh. Save us, Rusev. Uh, so we'll just cut to the fun parts. It just, I suppose I'll finish up before we do it because it did get kind of good. Uh, so Jinder was complaining. Or did Orton say himself? Well, I understand. I think it was Rude, actually. I'm trying to block it on my memory. Rude says... Well, is it any wonder you weren't number one or you were so low down the ratings? You, you've been RKO, RKOing everybody. And then he's like, oh, what, like this? And he takes out one of the Singh brothers with an amazing RKO. Still the, fantastic. the lone Singh brother. The lone <laughs> Singh brother. For now. Until Mahavali comes in. <laughs> um, and then Jinder somehow stands tall at the end of it. And my note was, sweet fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyone want to try and make sense of it? Just, I, I just, no. Like the, the, the open, bring back the open challenge. Good idea, but you know, when you do this with it, what's the yeah. point? We have a good idea, bad idea, good idea. <laughs> have a US Open challenge, bad idea. Have a Jinder Mahal come out for it. <laughs> I I'll play devil's advocate on the open uh, open challenge, open Mahal. Open <laughs> fucking open. Open Mahal. Uh, US, <laughs> US Open tighter challenge, whatever. They've kind of this is a well trodden path now. It's, it's like a crutch for them when they don't have any ideas. Now, I like it. I think it's great. You have title matches on the show all the time. I'm all for that. But I'd prefer, you know, a nice little build with a feud or some interesting matches out of nowhere. It's kind of like a cheap way just to fill some airtime. Yeah. That's just how it's coming across to me now. I do like it. I'm not against it at all. It's just that I'd like to see something different. It's been overdone with, uh, with recent memory. You know, these things work and they work well because they're a change from the norm. When they become the norm, then they lose their appeal. This is no. what, like you said, you need to go back to a feud. Yeah. 
it's just it helps them with their the fucking crap they put on a piece of paper just crayons on paper that the show is written on and i don't know it's like when they find something that's good which the u.s championship or u.s open challenge is 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 <laughs> it's like where we're going to next with Big E having 19 pancakes stuffed into his mouth. This is the, exactly what them and a good idea is like. God, they like to trust Gavin. Damn it. Your are on point tonight. I'm telling you, I tell you, that sleep did me a world ago. Um, so, a new day are out here with pancakes on Pancake Tuesday. And Chad Gable, the bastard. The bastard, the bastard, threw a pancake on the ground and Wood sold it like someone was shot. It was great. <laughs> this, this, the show needed a bit of a break from the misery and I enjoyed this part just because it was so fucking stupid. Mm. Um, but Gable and Benjamin interrupted. They said they're waffle people. It started a lively debate on social media. Wrestling Twitter was all about waffles and pancakes this week. <laughs> um, I love for pancakes, just for clarification. Oh, hell yeah, pancakes. Maybe but so. I'm not against waffles in any way. No, no, I, I like uh, waffles, but pancakes just yeah. like the the just up there. Do we need to fight? Like, I mean, can't we just have both? No. And that's not Don't some sort silly. of snowflakey SJW thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of them very, very much. <laughs> uh, so Gable and Benjamin threw the pancakes, those monsters, fucking monsters. How could they? Um, and whichever way the match rumbled out, I can't remember. Was Kofi in a singles match or so, or was it a tag? No, it was, it was a tag. It was Kofi and Big E against uh, <laughs> two lads. Well, they got retribution for their pancakes. And New Day got the win. Uh, there was no need for the match <laughs> there. <laughs> so why did Gable and Benjamin lose again? Uh, it can be so good. My favorite uh, My favorite part of this, though, yeah. was I, I, some of you might have seen this. Um I watched a completely legit American copy of this uh, this show. Mm. So they cut to the ad break right as they're cleaning up all the pancakes. So they're showing in a box in the corner that I'm cleaning up all the pancakes. <laughs> and as they're doing this, one of the ads that comes on is for Denny's All You Can Eat Pancakes. It was, oh, it was just perfect. It was just it was so good. <laughs> I love Denny's. I forgot to mention the oh that was my um that was my entire diet at WrestleMania. <laughs> there was a Denny's across the road from the hotel. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, the Chad Gable did a roll through suplex on Big E. Oh. He deadlifted Big E. It was fucking incredible. That man is an ox. Um, yeah, so push Chad Gable. <laughs> it's a team now. We complain so much about miserable wrestling fans ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> Uh, the show went off the air then with Sammy and Kevin having a little bit of a an argument. Um, Sammy says, there's no we in this championship match. It's every man for himself. And I never thought I'd be so fed up of Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens as I am now. But it's, it's not them. It's the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sammy and Kevin need a week or two away. They need to take a little bit of a break from the show like they did with Nakamura, Rusev and AJ. Now, Rusev was taken off because of Mixed Match Challenge or whatever, but Sammy did both shows. But this is a bad, bad show, lads. So bad. Yeah. But wait, oh. it gets worse. <laughs> Go on. Graphics. Oh. Uh, oh, snow. Hey, they had new actual match graphics, which were good. Yeah. That yeah, was they, good. Exactly. Yeah. And Raw has those two, and they're great. But sweet fuck. Now I heard the explanation is uh, you know when you're watching you know if you're messing around on Twitter or on your phone you're on a bus or whatever you're in a quiet place you don't have headphones in those videos that like 
news channels have where they subtitles they have subtitles for what's going on so you don't have to turn the sound on that's apparently the idea because kids put are on watching fucking subtitles their... <laughs> exactly but that's they only bring out you know every fifth letter or whatever it's yeah. like yeah. so even if they're doing that that still makes no fucking sense but they're producing a show for live tv who's not listening when they're watching live tv <laughs> yep deaf people no on this show we had a breakthrough moment though go on kevin owens watch the tv head on yes oh that's right nah that didn't happen no yeah he did he's, he's even the title match <laughs> after <laughs> sasha facing her 12 and watching the screen at her four <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't want to talk about SmackDown anymore. So, Nikki, take us through the Irish wrestling news. The Irish wrestling roundup. Well, we start, unfortunately, on some devastating, horrible news in that uh, we have to mourn the loss of one Bobby George Jr. God damn it. RIP, Bobby. He met his untimely demise this week as he was doing a charity swim where he was going to swim from England to Ireland and a, he went missing. Uh, this was news was broke to us uh, via a YouTube video in which Tony Idol uh, also uh, gave us a message, was giving Bobby George Jr. a message about all the uh, taxes he owes, um, the various taxes, and also all the money to his two ex-wives, Janice and the younger the Janice. Um <laughs> Uh, we also found out that Bobby George Jr. is 50, which I wasn't aware of uh, at the end. And he's, uh, according to the the age uh, at, on his uh, obituary at the, at the end of it, uh, but he's now up at the great hockey in the sky playing darts with Jesus. Ah, the greatest character in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> sad day this for is, Parish. It's terrible darts, lads. Terrible darts. T- terrible darts. Sad, sad day. You never know. We might at some point get a masked, uh, masked wrestler with equal equal darts ability appear on an OTT show soon enough. Who knows? <laughs> oh. but, uh, it's good. So good. Uh, but uh, other other big Irish wrestling news is that uh, Martina and Jordan Devlin have been booked for WrestleCon weekend in America. So they will be making their, their American debuts at the Pancakes and Piledriver show, uh, which is kind of a co-promotion of three different kind of smaller promotions that are putting on a big show together. Fight Club Pro, one of them, that's who's bringing over the two lads. Um, Martina's teaming with uh, Joey Ryan. In the, uh, I can't remember who they're against right now. but uh, So basically, she's taking the place of uh, Candice LeRae. For World's now. drunkest tag team. <laughs> <laughs> World's filthiest tag team, I think is what they're going with. But, uh, ah. Uh, yeah, so that should be good. And and because they're over, usually when you're over there at WrestleCon weekend, you usually do a few shows, so they're probably doing more than just that. I know Joey Janela has already teased Martina being at spring break. Um, so yeah, that should be good for anyone that's over there for getting getting a bit more visibility on them, which which is nice. So many cans, all the cans, all all the fucking cans. Uh, but this weekend is actually a pretty big weekend countrywide for wrestling. We got three three. Three shows, yeah, let's take care of that. Um, so tonight uh, is going to be uh, CCW Ladder Wars uh, in Cork. There's also a matinee show that was on 
earlier today slash happening right now. Um, <laughs> K-Fame is alive. Matt and show open at 3.30. The, late, the, the doors for the late one is 7.30. How was your Saturday morning this morning, Nicky? <laughs> it was lovely. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the car, They've announced matches. I'm assuming these are all for the over-18s riot show, but uh, the matches burst through them. Uh, All-Star Championship, uh, Vic Viper versus Tyler Bate versus Lewis Garvin. Uh, CCW Championship Choice Ladder Match, uh, Joseph Connors versus Danny DeBeast Butler versus Ballyman Bruiser versus Troy Russell. Uh, DC, DCT and a mystery partner against Billy, Billy Bedlam and a mystery partner. Uh, women's title ladder match, Debbie Keitel versus Raven Creed. Tag team title match, the Armstrongs versus Flight Mode and Ricky Combat versus Justy. Uh, so, uh, so that's tonight um, other than that tomorrow we've got two shows on there's one up in Belfast and one in uh, Dublin so the Belfast one is the PWU trainee show live at the compound uh, so they've announced Rocky Star versus Preto Super Nintendo versus The Enterprise Nathan Byrne versus Cano Tim Steed versus JDP Dom Tucker versus The Bandit Lauren Rulu and Angelica versus Lady Valkyrie and Dmitry Krakovic and Luther Valentine is apparently supposed to appear too uh, but the one in Dublin is OTT Contender 6 at the Ringside Clubs that are kicking off at 4. Uh, so there's two new matches announced for that this week, uh, which is Kings of the North versus More Than Hype, the team of uh, Jay Cleary, Nathan Martin and Darren Carney. And the Sons of Ulad and Raven Creed teaming up against the Angel Cruisers and Debbie Keitel. So the Angel Cruisers are, Cruisers are reforming for this. So this should be a, a fun match with them fighting the whole way through I saw the, uh, <laughs> the video they put up was Debbie Keitel be cool and Angel Cruz <clears throat> it was like who's Ulad and why are we fighting his son <laughs> <laughs> it's good and Raven Creed actually put a video today like Raven's actually a fantastic promo she has she had a, a great kind of creepy promo today earlier as well if you checked it out it was really good but elsewhere on the card we got Terry Thatcher versus Eddie Stone Polar Promotions versus Club Tropicana which should be funny as fuck did Club Tropicana are so funny uh, Team White Wolf, A Kid and Adam Chase against the Legit 100, Scotty Davis and Curtis Murray. Joe Coffey versus Michael May in a rematch uh, from two contenders ago. And Kip Sabin versus Jordan Devlin, which I'm assuming is for the title, but they haven't said for sure. Uh, other than that, PWU have their next big show on Friday night. Uh, coming up, so where they have the NWA heavyweight champion is going to be over, Nick Aldis. He's defending against Phil Boyd. Uh, Tucker versus Rocky Star versus CTB3 is on. The PWU championship is being defended. Tim Steed is defending against Justy, so Justy's getting in title contention elsewhere. Um, uh, Michael May is, defend- is against Nathan Martin, and they've also announced uh, a Canadian one called Caitlin Diamond, who's apparently done uh, some of them, starred him in all those as well, so she could be pretty good. But that's all I got. Perfect. Thanks, Nikki. And we'll go over to booking time. So in the second of our series of uh, two-bit booking, this this current series is all about uh, taking a character that's on WWE TV who's not being represented very well or do you think he could do better with it? Uh, last week I had Zack Ryder in the 2018 Ryder Revolution, which is on available on YouTube right now. Please go watch it. It's very good, I thought. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Little biased. Uh, little biased, little biased. But I thought it was excellent. And I look good with my broski hat on and the, the thumbnail. So. Uh, <laughs> but how good, is Fitz, how good is Fitz going to look at this one, though? <laughs> Steve, have you seen the thumbnail for this video? I have. I approve. 
That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so yes, uh, Steve, you're going to look after Bailey. I want to save Bailey. So do it. We have all known and loved NXT Bailey. She was one of the most refreshing and most loved characters that's ever come out of Full Sail. And one of the most car crash stories we've had since Tyler Breeze. Uh, but we'll leave that one alone for another day. So when I sat down to try to save Bailey, my main focus at the beginning was to try to identify the problems that Bailey's having. Um, you could look at the terrible booking she's had, which is definitely at the top of the priority list. But my ma- my biggest problem, I suppose, with Bailey is uh, her character on the main roster. You know, it's one thing to have a character that works for full sale. It's another thing to have a character that works on the main roster. You know, she's had more injuries than I've had hot dinners in the last year. Um, you know, she, she doesn't get angry. She refuses to use a weapon in an Extreme Rules match. Okay, you're, you're making it difficult for me to like this person. So if I have never seen NXT, and I don't know the hype, I don't understand the hype of, of this Bayley character, who I'm seeing on my TV screen or who I'm seeing at these venues of the main roster, I couldn't care less. You know, sure, she's happy-go-lucky, but she's losing. She complains. She whines. I'm a fan, but I lose. No reason to like him. Again, we've gone back to this. We've touched on this on the booking before. You have to give fans reasons to like people. Simple. Simple booking ideas. Um, So... We need to make Bailey a little bit edgier. You know, we I wouldn't change her overall characteristic traits of being the happy-go-lucky kind of person, but she needs to get angry more. She needs to show her frustration. So she needs to be able to take a loss or take something negative against her and, you know, punish someone or, or take her frustration out on someone. So she, she has a resilience about her. She's a good grappler. She's an optimist. Keep all of those things. But she needs to be shown to be a big deal. You know, if you want to make her the merch machine that she was in NXT on the main roster, be the female John Cena, as Steve said, then people need to feel that she's a big deal. And at the minute, she really doesn't feel like she's any bigger than Mickey James, Alicia Fox, who are the lower end of the female roster. You need her up there with the Charlottes, with the Sasha Banks. Simple as. So better promos, you know, you need to get rid of the little goofy kid character that she has. Have her as a as a goofy adult almost. A goofy adult fan who loves wrestling. Very easy to do. So how you actually go about doing this is rather simple. It, it doesn't take a drastic change. We've touched on it already. The the mechanism mechanism of doing this is actually with a Sasha Banks heel turn. It's very, very simple. It's not rocket science and it's probably going to happen. So while you're doing the whole Sasha Banks heel turn, this is your perfect opportunity to make Bailey relevant. Uh, so the WrestleMania comes and the biggest match of the year for, for the women of Raw and it's for the championship. But who is the champion coming into WrestleMania? Who? Who? Well, obviously, it's Sasha Banks. 
there is no way around it. Sasha Banks has to win the match at Chamber. And my reasoning behind boss, that, Banks, she is the boss. Now, this is all built on the premise that Asuka is going to SmackDown to challenge uh, Charlotte for the belt. And that Nia Jax loses to Asuka at Elimination Chamber because, sorry, Gordo, no one wants to see Nia Jax at WrestleMania. <laughs> should, be, should be here watching it with me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dib's not going to Gordo's to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the main event of WrestleMania. It is Sasha Banks versus Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I've put Bliss in there as a triple threat because she's had a great year. She deserves her spot on, on the main event of of the female division of WrestleMania. She's obviously, the women aren't going to main event WrestleMania, let's be honest. We'll, 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 give them the, we'll give them the main event of B-list shows or even Royal Rumbles where they shouldn't have been because the match quality wasn't good enough for it. But that's an argument for another day. Um, Allegedly. No, I'm not even going to put an allegedly with that. The, the match quality of the men's was better and the best match should always go last. Argument for another day. Back to Sasha, or back to Bailey. <laughs> so the whole story leading up to WrestleMania, uh, we've got Sasha who hasn't fully turned heel yet. There's no reason for her to be to have turned heel in the chamber to win the match. She could justifiably win the Elimination Chamber match, being her existing character, slightly tweening. You know, she doesn't have to do anything overly elaborate to do that. So to build up to, to WrestleMania, you could have... It's done a multitude of ways. You know, you can have a tweening. You can see the friction between friends. But you, for for this to work, it has to work on... You have to do it on the biggest stage. So it has to be at WrestleMania. You have to have the build-up leading up to this done very well insofar as that you have to see Sasha... You want to see Sasha actually turn heel. You need the international crowd at WrestleMania to boo the fuck out of her. And no matter how she does it, whether she turns heel well or turns heel poorly, the international crowd will boo her regardless because they understand how wrestling works. You know, and I think that that would be criminal if they don't do it at WrestleMania. I think it's the perfect opportunity for it. So that's one side of it, Sasha turning heel. So you have the opportunity then of having the reaction for Bailey. So Bailey has to come out of this looking strong. So how does it happen? Bailey has to be the one that gets screwed over at WrestleMania in the heel turn. Simple as. So how do you do it? I think you go absolute full heel, chair shot, something violent. It has to be violent or it has to have significant impact. You know, that's the way I do it. You can't just have her, you know, Bailey hit the Bailey to belly on Bliss and going for the pin and Sasha pulling her out and taking the pin that way. That's how WWE would have done it in the past, but that's not how they should do it. It has to be impactful. You have to come away from this match thinking, wow, Sasha Banks was an absolute cunt in that match. <laughs> you know, you have to have that philosophy. You need that. And that's going to get Sasha over as a heel, but it's also going to go, Jesus, Bailey was fucked over big time in that match. That's what you need. You need that underdog kind of resourcefulness coming out of it. But then on the Monday Night Raw, while you still have the international fans in, you have Bailey coming out and you don't want her, you know, taking or showing her injury or injured shoulder. Oh, you know, I got unlucky this time and gee golly, I'll come back stronger the next time. You know, we've seen that for the last year on the main roster. It just doesn't work. People don't care about it. So what you want to see, you want to see Bailey come out with a kendo stick, with a chair, while Sasha's out in the ring, you know, gloating over her 
success and you know you can't touch me i'm the boss you know i'll do what i want this is my show blah 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 angry strong woman you know independentness blah 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 <laughs> so <Hashtag> me too <laughs> <laughs> gordo uh, you're, you're looking for another suspension man you know <laughs> so we um we see bailey come out with it can be a chair. If she gets attacked with a chair at WrestleMania, she can come out with a chair herself. And Sasha goes, oh, well, you're not going to do anything. You don't have the balls to do anything. You've shown it before. You're too much of a goody goot two shoes to do anything. Bang. She absolutely beats 10 shades of shit out of Sasha on Raw. The crowd goes insane. This isn't Bizarro World where they cheer the guys they're supposed to boo and boo the people they're supposed to cheer. This is full on you know Dolph Ziggler cashing in money the bank sort of a cheer and I believe that on Monday Night Raw after Wrestlemania if Bailey did this to Sasha it could be one of the loudest pops you're likely to hear in your lifetime and they'll already be singing the Bailey song that night as well <laughs> exactly you know it's going to go insane and that's going to cement Bailey as saying okay she's turned a corner it's very very simple that's turning a corner she's looking strong she's shown that she can take out her vengeance on someone and that's something she's lacked greatly over the over the past year. You know, you, you compare her to John Cena a lot. But John Cena, to be fair to him, he's never been afraid to get his hands dirty when he needed to. You know, he won't tap out or he won't, you know, quit. But he's also not going to take any shit. And that's where Bailey also needs to come into it. So I think once she's done that, she can have a title feud then with um with Sasha. It can last as long as it needs to last, there's no time limit on this. They don't have, need to have a match every week. This could even go down as a Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano angle, where you this, could put one of them out this was injured. done right, sorry, if, if this was done right, you could main event SummerSlam with it. That's yeah. where I was leading to. You know, SummerSlam is what, August? So you've got, what, four to five months of an angle. So how do you carry a storyline for that long? In my mind, you put one of them out injured. You know, you could say that Bailey came back that day on Monday night after all and put a whooping on Sasha so bad that we didn't see her for six weeks. You know, and that could be an angle. I just really hope that if they go down this sort of route and if they do something like this, that they're not going to have 17,000 matches like the Shield Bar Division and just have it constantly back and forth, back and forth. One looks strong one week, one looks strong another week. In order for this to work and for for the payoff to be the main event of SummerSlam, then you have to have effectively like an NXT rematch, but with main roster qualities. You know, it, it has to have a storyline. And, you know, this could be five star quality under Big Dave if done right. But that's kind of the end result and where she should be. But you also need to kind of develop her character a little bit more you know we need to see more of of what bailey is we don't get to see enough of the of the women characters on on raw so this could be another way for them to develop the women's division a little bit more give her some backstage promos in terms of okay interviews and don't have her have the golly gosh character anymore you know we need to see her angry there's a lot to be said Um, for run-ins and hiding a feud in a tag match so that they're not directly in competition every fucking week. There's a way to draw that out and keep it hot every week. Yep. You know, you could do kind of the whole siding with a, a character. So, 
you could have Alexa Bliss if she's still heel siding with Sasha Banks, Mickey James siding with Bailey. You could have that tag feud going for a while, all right? But ultimately, yeah, like you said, I, I do see the payoff being a SummerSlam. Um, does Bailey need to win the title to to cement it? Ideally, yes. But if the match quality is good enough, you could have both people prosper out of it. Um, and that's where it kind of needs to be. Uh, so it's a, it's a simple enough booking idea. I'm not going to lie. I don't think much needs to be done to save her. But the longer it goes, the more difficult it'll be to save her. And yeah, right, she's going nowhere faster, and they, they desperately need. I like the idea of just going. Okay, she's going to break the rules that she has, or even bend yeah. them a little, just to kick some ass and show show who she really is. Because she did that to Asuka when she was the title, when she was the champion in NXT. She wasn't taking any of Asuka's bullshit. Exactly. Same with Nia Jax. Yeah. yeah. So, like that's I said, I I wouldn't change much because I really like the Bailey character. Yeah. And like, they can't book baby faces on the show. They can't do it. The main roster, they cannot book the good guy at all. It's fucking heels. Like Nikki said earlier, the whole top of the card on SmackDown is heel. Yeah. So that's why, like, you know, you, you had a lot of work last week to do with Ryder, to be fair to you. And I thought you did it fantastically well. I just, when I wanted to say Bailey, I didn't want to make drastic changes because I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see the need to. I liked the character very well. And like, if you wanted to kind of explore other avenues with with Bailey in terms of character development, you could you know show her granting a few make a wishes. You know that side of her character could be prolonged a little bit more. That can kind of resonate more with the whole her seeing a similar character feel. So if you want to kind of give the rub on to to Bailey and okay, she's a good person, she's kind hearted, she's caring. You could. You could show a few of those because obviously she does grant a lot of those anyway. All of them do. Uh, but like I said, the main thing that I want to see come out of this and the only way I can see them saving Bailey is for her to, you know, to stop being the person who always gets pushed down, to fight back, to show the edgier side of her character, which she already has, and for her to be booked as a big deal. She is a big deal. Let me throw one thing at you. <clears throat> so we'll say um, Bailey and Sasha main event SummerSlam and everything, and mm-hmm. Asuka wins the title at Mania. So whatever way it shakes out, Sasha wins the uh, they they end the they end the scrap and end the feud with Sasha and Bailey. Bailey beats Asuka at next year's WrestleMania for the title. Asuka goes on a three hundred and sixty five day run, and and Bailey ends the streak and wins the title off Asuka. Mm. That's one hell of a way to do it. Oh, geez, that's long-term booking. If are, are you proposing that as a difference of opinion to what I've said? Not at all. No, just to okay. continue on from continuation. If, if it's a continuation, yes, I I would agree. If it's if it's not, I think that's too far down the line that I think people wouldn't care. But as a continuation, yeah, I do like it because it's going, it's showing her going from strength to strength. And at that stage, you could have uh, Asuka as a complete heel at that stage as well. But this this is how it's done. This is why we have the pool as the thumbnail for the videos. You'd have Patterson, Briscoe, and Vince sitting around the pool booking the damn territory. So <laughs> look at WrestleMania and they go, I want Steve Austin to win the title at WrestleMania next year. Get me there. That's how they used to do it. Yeah. So if you go, I want Bailey to beat Asuka to, to end the streak and to win the title at WrestleMania, confetti everywhere, blah, blah, blah. It's a great WrestleMania moment. Yeah. How do we get there? 
use you use uh, Sasha Banks there. So after WrestleMania or after SummerSlam, you could bring it with Alexa Bliss then all the way up until the Rumble. Uh, Bailey wins the Women's Royal Rumble. It's easy done. You yeah. just got to fill in the blanks week to week. I love it. I in polls and then work it from there. Yeah, I actually love that idea. I would not change that. I, I think you're you're right. Like I, I thought beating Sasha would be kind of the cementing of the character, which it is. But to bring her to that next level where she's a superstar, yeah, where she is the woman. Um, yeah, I, I love it. That's um, the way to do it. This is easy stuff. <laughs> you know what we will get? We're gonna totally this year. We're gonna get Charlotte versus Asuka. Asuka's gonna win the title, and when she's celebrating. Carmela's cashing in. <laughs> no, and no. there is there is your streak broken as soon as she wins the fucking title. You know what they're gonna do, actually? Fire you know, road dog. Oh no, you're fired. <laughs> they're gonna do what? They're they're teasing all this Sasha heel turn. Well, they're gonna turn fucking Bailey heel. Is what they're gonna end up doing to swerve us. <sighs> Jason Jordan all this over easy, again. It's easy stuff. This is not that difficult. Yeah. Especially when NXT did all the work for us. So we're sitting here in the writer's room of the main roster. NXT did all the work for us. We're just taking up the pieces and go, how do we, do, how, what do we do with this person? It's not that hard. No, not at all. And it doesn't mean to sound cocky or anything, but it's not that hard. So that will probably do us. Uh, all that's left to do really is to decide who's going to do the booking next week. Uh, it's between Nikki and Gordo. We still don't know what they're doing, but we're going to have a live on-air rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> okay, three, two, one, one. One, two, three, then go, yeah. No, three. <laughs> three, two, one, and then go. Three, okay. two, two one. one, go. I can't see Nikki. Can't hand. see Nick's hand. <laughs> that shit, not regulation. You got to go. It was, it was that. Back. It was that. So you bet, he bet me. He bet me. He bet me. So Gordo, Gordo, uh, you have the choice to either go next week or go last. I'll defer. I'm going to close out. I'm going to close it out. Ooh, risky. But I'll reveal, I'll reveal him, mine this week. Gordo's booking himself <laughs> in the main event, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then in that case, next week, I will try to bring back to prominence the long forgotten John Cena who was nowhere to know. Um, <laughs> you go really serious with this. Uh, oh, you got us good. I'm going to ascend the ascension. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. And we're going to follow that up with the main event the following week of Revive the Revival. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> So that'll do us for the week. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can find an MP3 version of this show if you want to download it and take it on the walk. I don't know. I'd listen to mine at home. People bring them for walks. Nikki, you listen to podcasts on the go. I do. I walk and listen. That's what I do. There you go. So if you're like Nikki and you like to download stuff, there's a description there. It's a link in the description to download it on from our SoundCloud page. But you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict, all the lovely places. So uh, leave a review rate the show five stars tell your friends uh leave comments share it on twitter facebook all those things i think i hate everything you can always check out our well i suppose you're on our youtube channel so why would i tell you to check out our youtube channel but if you are listening on itunes you can check out our youtube channel which is two bit sports where you'll find the full shows every saturday evening uh gmt i don't know wherever you are <laughs> whatever um and that's pretty much it Lads, anything to add? 
No, I think we've run long enough. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm sick of talking about wrestling now. I'm gonna go get this. <laughs> Pints, please. Yes, I'll be waiting. Two. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, Slanta. boys. Adios. Slanta. <laughs>